morning, everyone. Good morning, those on site with us today and those who are joining us online, which will, I think will be a sizable group. Because everyone, before we start, let's wish each other right, a happy new year 2023. Happy new year, everyone. Let's turn to our neighbors left and right, front and back, upstairs. Happy new year. And those online, right, send out your greetings to one another, okay? Because let's start the day and a new year and a new week, you know, in a positive note, right? So, this year, um, we are starting our, ser- ser- our sermon series with touching about the theme for the year, actually for our church, that is walking together. Right? So for this sermon, arc, right, um, sermon series, we will be walking together towards growth, wholeness, and wholeness in Christ. Right? So we're going to leave uh, Pastor Pauline, who is preaching today, to share more with us uh, later on this. So uh, many of you, I hope, all of you, right, actually managed to celebrate you know, the New Year's Eve, the ushering of the New Year in special ways on your own terms, all right, and that you have peace and joy and hope in your heart. So while we usher in the New Year, let us start off the year with encountering and being with our God. Right? May I invite all of us right, to ascend this spiritual mountain all right, in body and in spirit together by responding to the call to worship. Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us be glad this day for life, for breath, and for freedom to worship. Blessed are you who come in the name of the Lord. We come to bring our gifts of praise and gratitude to the God of all creation. God is good and in God's work we find our strength. We sing of all God's wonderful works. Let us give thanks and praise to the Lord. Let's join our worship team for a time of worship and encountering our God.
Speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Cause I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Till every dark addiction starts to break Declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus Your name is power Your name is healing Your name is love Stronghold shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety to every soul. I speak 
Hi, good morning everyone. Uh, my name is Mark and I'll be leading us in prayer today. So can I invite everyone to just close your eyes or find a comfortable space uh, wherever you are to settle into a time of prayer.
Gracious God, source of life, of meaning, purpose, and hope, we come to you. You, O oh Lord, are the one who resides among the faithful, the rich, among the gifted, and the blessed. And you also are the God who resides among the hungry, the thirsty, the stranger, among the imprisoned and the naked. You are the Lord God who stands among us, with us, alongside us, walking with us, together, regardless the circumstances. So Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your ever-available presence in our lives. Lord, we want to give thanks for the year ahead, for your many blessings and challenges that you have prepared for us. We give thanks for the many ways that you have planned to shape us, as does a potter molding a jar of clay. We give thanks for all that we do have. In moments of joy and also in moments of heartache, Lord, grant us a godly desire to treasure what we do have and may our lives be a vessel of the living water that comes from you. Lord, we pray that as we start this new year, grant us your presence. Help us, Lord, to keep the door of our hearts open. Help us to remain open and attentive to the guidance of your Spirit. May we in FCC grow, strengthen in faith, in wisdom, and in courage. May we challenge each other, support each other, and encourage each other so that we endeavour to always follow in the footsteps of Christ. in our personal lives, and also as our community. Help us to grow in our capacities. Help us to learn how to communicate better and more lovingly with each other as we grow and mature in the fruit of the Spirit. Help us, Lord, that even as we strengthen our community, that we do not keep our eyes and ears closed, but remain open to the suffering and the conflicts beyond this church. For even as we start the new day and we wake up to a new year, the wars remain, the famines remain, great lack in this world remains. So that we know that we have much to do and we can participate in the breaking in of your kingdom. We know that our joy can never be complete until all have experienced and known the love of Christ. So Lord, we pray and ask that you help us and guide us each step of the way as we walk together in the footsteps of Christ. 
in the name of Jesus, the one who teaches us, admonishes us, instructs us, comforts us, and inspires us through the movement of your Holy Spirit. Amen.
So good morning, and I wanted to wish all of you a very blessed, a very happy new year. And so amazing to see all of you starting out this new year together as the people of God. And this morning, if you've been joining us, or if you've been new uh, with us today, we welcome you. Uh, we usually use menti.com as a way for us to interact during sermon time. So whether you're on-site or online, uh, you can get on uh, by either uh, going on the QR code, or you can use the short link fcc.li slash menti, and it will take you into our slides for today. And then we'll get to hear some of your input right, as we go along in the sermon. Okay. So, a new year. 2023. And if you allow me at this beginning to just ask you, what do you desire for 2023? What do you desire for 2023? And I'm going to invite you to just input your short answers into uh, a word cloud together, right? So you can see um, what are some of the common things that all of us hope for, wish for, for this new year. It could be spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, social, relational, etc. Okay, whatever that comes to mind, something that you've been praying about, something you've been reflecting on, even as you were um, welcoming the new year on New Year's Eve. Peace is a big one, right? Peace, growth, yes, I love that. Love, yes, health, that's a big one too. Be more grounded with God. Lower my cholesterol, yes, indeed. Many of us need that. <laughs> Won't be retrenched, yes. Right? This coming year, we don't know what's going to happen. To be less lonely. Mm. Wisdom, yes. A bigger perspective, yes, it's beautiful. Um, friendship, healing, spirituality, a life-giving year. Courage, flourishing, prosperity, completeness, godly presence. Yeah, boyfriend, yes, I see that. <laughs> okay, a godly life, a walk with God, being kind, beautiful, wellness, to make a difference, a better environment, acceptance, to be one with God, beautiful. Wow, I love that. I love all the things that you desire for 2023. Beautiful. For me, I desire many things. Like many of you, good health, meaningful time with family and friends, to grow as a person, to love and be loved. But you know, in the bigger picture, what I truly desire in 2023 is to deepen my connection with God and with all of you. And for us as a church to be more deeply connected with God and with one another. We are coming out of a pandemic Years that were unprecedented for churches, for organizations, for everyone around the world. And this year is a special year for us, 2023, because it marks FCC's 20th anniversary. 20 years of God's faithfulness and grace in the life of our faith community. 20 years of witnessing to the inclusive love and radical welcome of our God. And so this year, our focus theme is walking each other as community towards growth and wholeness in Christ. 
So I just want to share a little bit about this and how we even came to this theme for 2023. So the whole of last year, we were working very hard. Uh, I actually formed the leadership formation uh, work group, right? Because we identified that we wanted to support our leaders better, to help our leaders be able to grow spiritually, emotionally, holistically, so that they can help the people under them, under their care, grow as well. And so that was something that was very much top of mind for us last year. And ultimately, what we want to do is to cultivate a culture of mutual care and accountability in our community. And that's why we say walking each other. The image of walking each other is mutual, equal. There's a sense of almost like watching over someone, right? Um, and if you know Ram Das, Ram Das has this quote that says, all we are doing is walking each other home. And so the reason why I chose walking each other rather than walking with each other is because walking with is, well, something that we do. But walking each other has a sense of watching over someone. You know when you walk someone home, you're trying to make sure that they get home safely, right? That's the reason you're walking with them, right? And so that's what we're trying to do to walk each other, so not just a company, not just companionship, but to watch over each other as we walk our way home, all right? And so, if we can continue um, looking at this, when we think about growth and wholeness in Christ, and we're not talking just about inwards growth, sometimes we are very focused on that, right? We tend to be intensely focused on, yes, my relationship with God, my spirituality, which is all good, very important. But I want us to keep in mind that this is both an inwards and an outwards kind of growth and wholeness in Christ. Right? It's not just about our wholeness within this community, it's about the wholeness of the environment of the earth, of the planet. It's about the wholeness, the shalom that we talk about often, the restoration of all things towards what God has always meant it to be. Right? And so this is like a start of a possible trio focus that we might have because you know that we're not going to achieve this in a year. We're going to take some time right, to work on these many different elements. But we think that it's important. We think that coming out of the pandemic, this is something that we want to focus on and community is one of those areas that we need to rebuild almost. Right? If you attended our recent AGM, you might have heard some of this. But I wanted to share this with you so that as a congregation, you have a better idea where we are heading. And we can begin 2023 together on the same page. Right? So I just wanted to show you some of our priority areas uh, that we'll be focusing on this year. So one is community. So basically bringing the community back together post-pandemic. Second is capacity, which is building up the capacity of our current leaders and nurturing new leaders. We have many new leaders this year, and part of the reason why, I mean, of course we love to nurture new leaders, but part of the reason why is because we lost many of our old leaders or our more experienced leaders last year. Many of them migrated, moved, um, and so while we are sad to see that happen, uh, we are transiting, we are learning, and we are also together uh, trying to build one another up, okay? And the third thing we want to focus on is communications, basically strengthening our communication processes within and between ministries so that we can work better together. Okay. 
So there are various programs and activities that we have lined up for this year, and I'm not going to cover all of them because it's sermon time, okay? Not AGM. But I'd like to mention two uh, right at the beginning of this year because I want you to be able to set aside time for them. I know many of you make plans way ahead for the year, and so I want you to kind of keep these dates free if possible. All right, we are one that involves everybody is our church retreat. So after a few years of hiatus due to the pandemic, we are coming back to having a church retreat and we'll be having it over a long weekend on the 2nd to 4th of June. So please keep those dates free. We're in the midst of already searching for venues and planning for it. And we'll give you more details as we go along. But it'll be a wonderful time to get to know other people in this church. Some of you are in cell groups. You may know your cell group members quite well. Uh, but you may wish to get to know other people as well in church. And retreat is really one of those times where we really get to go across ministries and cell groups and get to know new people within this church and grow our bonds. We're also setting aside time for our leaders. So all of our leaders, um, please keep those dates free. It's also a long weekend. Uh, and we are going to have a re special retreat for our leaders as well. And I think that's really important as we seek to grow relationship with one another. Okay? Ultimately, what we're hoping for this year and the years to come is that we learn to walk each other towards growth and wholeness in Christ as a people of God. So the Gospel of Luke tells the familiar story of how Jesus shows up and walks with two of his disciples as they journey to the village of Emmaus. And I think there's a lot for us to learn and to glean from this passage of Scripture as we consider how we can walk each other towards healing and growth. And so allow me to read um, the passage to you. And it comes from Luke 24, verse 13 to 35. And this is from the NLSV updated edition, okay? And that's what the UE stands for. So now, on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. Okay, it starts with now on the same day, right? What day is that, do you know? That is the day of the resurrection, okay? So this is actually what happened, you know, we had Mary Magdalene actually go to the tomb, see Jesus, run out and try to tell the male disciples what happened, and all of them were like, huh? You know, they didn't believe her, right? So that's the very same day, okay? So those two disciples were going to Emmaus. And so while they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb, 
early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. So some of those who were there with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us! Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. And then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, We're not our hearts burning within us while he was talking with us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us. That same hour, they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been known to them in the breaking of the bread. And so I know that we'll take a break for a moment and we're just going to change mics. Okay? So, yes, is this better? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, feedback, right? And a bit of echo. Okay. So Cleopas and his companion were grieving after the death of Jesus and confused about the rumours that they were hearing that he's alive. And Luke doesn't tell us the name of Cleopas's companion. Some scholars have proposed that it might have been his wife named Mary. Yes, I know, many of them were named Mary at that time. We're not sure why they were making their way to Emmaus, but we know that they were in deep discussion about everything that had happened those few days. And they were trying to make sense of things. And it is then that Jesus came near and walked with them. And I love that. Jesus came near as they were walking each other. And he joined them on their journey. I would like to believe that that is what Jesus continues to do today. That as we walk with one another... Jesus himself would draw near and walk with us and help us make sense of things. So what are some things we can learn on the road to Emmaus? One, Jesus shows up and is present as we walk with one another. You see, Jesus focused on being present first. You know that Jesus actually walked for hours, right, with the two of them on the road to Emmaus? I know it starts with, they say that they walked to Emmaus at seven miles. So just to give you some context, seven miles is about 11 kilometers, right, for us. So Jesus was walking with them for quite a while. And it's interesting that Jesus didn't appear in triumph and victory to announce his resurrection. I mean, come on. 
you know, he was crucified, he died, he resurrected. And he could have shouted aloud and announced his resurrection in a big way, right? But he didn't. Instead, he gently came alongside them and joined them on their journey. And in the midst of their grief and confusion, he asked questions. He got them to talk. He established a relationship with them. And after that, he then explained the scripture to them and helped them understand what had happened. And so they confided in Jesus and said, but we had hoped, but we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. We had hope. Maybe the three saddest words in scripture. We had hoped Jesus was the one to save us the one to restore Israel. We had hoped the people survived the natural disaster. We had hoped it was not cancer. We had hoped that our loved one would not have to suffer. We had hoped that they would come back to church. We had hoped that our parents loved us better. We had hoped that by the time, this time in our life, we would be happily coupled, have a meaningful career, or we would be able to retire. We had hoped. Debbie Thomas says, the words we speak on the road to Emmaus are words of pain, disappointment, bewilderment, and yearning. They're the words we say when we've come to the end of our hopes when our expectations have been dashed, our cherished dreams are dead, and there's nothing left to do but to leave defeated and done. But we had hoped. We know what it's like to be disappointed and to have our hopes dashed. You know what it's like. The disciples walking down the road to Emmaus were disappointed Confused, heartbroken. However, this confusion, fear and grief is not the end of the story. As Cleopas and his companion walked along, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. Perhaps their anxiety and fears blinded them? We don't know. But what we do know is that in their time of grief, of confusion, of sorrow. They were not alone. That Jesus himself drew near to them, walked with them. Jesus shows up and is present when we walk with one another. Two, be ready for burning hearts. Be ready for burning hearts. The two disciples recounted that when Jesus was explaining the scriptures to them, they realized that their hearts felt like as if they were on fire. Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? Jesus first shows up and is present. He listens. He hears them out. And Ruth Haley Barton says, it was only after Jesus had taken time to listen deeply to their need 
their need for comfort, for understanding, for perspective, that he offered them any perspective at all. And what he chose to do was to draw them into the biblical story, to interpret scripture to them in such a way that all of it started to make sense. And masterfully, he helped them to locate their own story in the context of the larger story of God's redemptive purposes in the world. What seemed so hopeless from a human point of view was now imbued with profound spiritual significance. This stranger was quickly becoming a friend, and more than just a friend, a spiritual companion with an uncanny ability to listen to their hearts' deepest longings and questions. Jesus helps the two disciples understand that the death of the Messiah was not the end. In fact, it finds its place in a larger cosmic arc of redemption, of hope and divine love that spans the centuries. He helps them see the bigger picture of God's perspective. And when Jesus tells them the story, the hearts of his listeners, the two of them, their hearts burn. We had hoped the story would have a better ending, was what they thought. Well, it does have a better ending. And that's what Jesus helped them to see and understand. This year, are you ready for your hearts to transform from one that is filled with disappointment, maybe, confusion, sadness, to a heart that is burning with awe, wonder, excitement, and a desire to tell others God's story of redemption, hope, and divine love that spans the centuries. Just like for the two disciples walking to Emmaus, Jesus desires to help us grow and heal by showing up, being present, and helping us make sense of God, ourselves, and the Scriptures. And our burning hearts lead us to more, to choose more. Their burning hearts, the two disciples, led them to beseech Jesus to stay with them. He had been walking with them for many hours. And when they reached, they said, stay with us. They had a desire for more of Christ. Even though at that point they haven't recognized him fully yet, they just felt a burning inside. And the fact that Jesus walked ahead as if he was going on when they reached the village just means that Jesus doesn't like to impose. He wanted them to make a choice. If they wanted him to stay, they would invite him to stay. In the same way, we seek to be a church that doesn't impose on you or guilt you into behaving a certain way or even to stay. We will walk with you. We will clarify our expectations and hopes. And we hope mutuality will grow in this relationship over time. And ultimately, that you will want to stay and make this your spiritual home. Jesus wanted those two disciples to make a choice. Do they want him to stay? Are they willing to risk hosting a stranger? At the time, they, he was a stranger to them in their home. 
Do they wish to go deeper with this person who makes their hearts burn? Or are they content to leave the encounter where it stands and return to their ordinary lives without learning or experiencing more? They could choose. And same for us. This year, do you desire to go deeper? Are you ready to ask Jesus to stay with you, stay with us? Deep within each and every one of us, there is a hunger and thirst. We all experience this yearning of the soul, a heart that burns with longing. But we don't always recognize what it is for which we yearn. Stay with us. That's what Cleopas and his companions say to Jesus. Stay with us. We want more of you. It's an invitation to go deeper, a request for more. Stay with us. The same words Jesus patiently waits to hear from each one of us today. Another thing we see on the road to Emmaus is that they recognized Jesus only when they broke bread together. Imagine you were there and Jesus was walking with them for hours and teaching them, talking with them, and yet they did not recognize him. And these were disciples, okay? They were followers of Christ. Perhaps they were lost in their feelings of despair and hopelessness. Maybe they were worried about the future and their own safety. And I wonder how often are we the same? How often are we caught up in our busyness, absorbed in our worries and anxieties that we find it hard to recognize Jesus even if he's walking next, right next to us? And you know, sometimes Jesus shows up through the people in our lives. He may be speaking through the words and actions of people around us. And we may not hear the spiritual wisdom that He's whispering into our hearts, our minds, our souls. Luke tells us that it's only when He was at a table with them and He broke bread. He blessed it. He broke it. He gave it to them. And then their eyes were opened and they recognized Him. It was in that moment that they truly came back to life. Something fundamentally changed within them in that moment of recognition. And Brian McLaren, in his book, We Make the Road by Walking, says, and this is for the disciples, right? Imagine this is what they would say, between this day's sunrise and today's sunset, our world has been changed forever. Everything is new. From now on, whenever we break the bread and drink the wine, we will know that we are not alone. The risen Christ is with us, among us, within us. In that moment, it's not just that Jesus was resurrected. It feels like we have arisen too. We were in the tomb of defeat and despair. But now, now, we're truly alive again. And that is why we celebrate communion regularly, right? It is what communion represents. 
In this communion, in the breaking of bread, we can come to know Jesus more fully and deeply. But not only that, it is in fellowship and breaking bread with one another that we come to recognize Jesus in each other. In the process, we also learn to see you and me for who we truly are. That's what they did, right? That's when they saw Jesus for who he truly was. And this is why community is essential to our spiritual growth. Doing church is more than just consuming a worship service. You can do that, right? You can consume a worship service anywhere, even online. But doing church is about diving into the messiness of human relationships and learning to recognize Jesus in one another. It is about walking each other towards healing and growth in Christ. And that's why this year, Myak and I would like to invite you to intentionally return to church in person if you can. You may decide to do so once a month or on, or on alternate weeks, and that's all okay. If you've been attending online exclusively for a while, it may be slightly intimidating to come back in person because you may see a number of new faces and wonder if this is still home for you. Myak and I would like to help find ways to help you to reconnect, to rebuild bonds in this place, and to build new relationships as well. We need each other. Spiritual growth takes place in community and we invite you to prayerfully make intentions in this new year to show up and be present for others as well as for yourself. Ruth Haley Barton said, the encounter that took place between Jesus and these two disciples was completely reorienting and life-changing transforming, if you will. And that is the essence of Christian community. Before Jesus draws near, a group of people journeying together is merely a human community. Once Jesus joins us on the road, it becomes a Christian community. As we discover ways to open to Jesus' transforming presence on the road between the now and the not yet, it becomes a transforming community. And that's what we are called to be, a transforming Christian community. So come and keep walking each other. Keep attending to your burning hearts. Christ is risen and is waiting to journey with us in this new year. So look for him. Listen for him as you break bread together. So what can we learn on the road to Emmaus? That Jesus shows up and is present as we walk with each other? That we can get ready to have burning hearts? And that our burning hearts will lead us to choose more? And that sometimes we recognize Jesus only when we break bread together, when we're in community, when we're in fellowship. 
So I'm going to do something different today. I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked you in the beginning of the sermon. What do you desire for 2023? Nothing wrong with all the things that you said earlier. I just wanted to hear, that after you've heard all this, of what Jesus did in his time with the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, do you have new added desires for 2023? Is the Spirit calling you? Is there a burning in your heart for something more? Because what you're going to desire, that is actually what's going to happen in this year. And that's why it's important for us to be aware and to be in touch with what's in our hearts. So I see burning hearts, yay. I see fellowship, wonderful, to recognize Jesus to love myself, yeah. to know more of Jesus, to find God, passion, right? integration, the joy of life, growth, wholeness, yeah. health, definitely, attentive to others, bonds, right? our cell group, our relationships, right? adventure, more cell groups, yeah. We're starting a new cell group, by the way. Um, community, lovely. Spiritual transformation, accountability, yes. Companionship, yes. Wonderful, being present, yes. Wholeness, inclusion, yes. Beautiful, thank you. Thank you for all that, for all that you desire. Because what we put up there, in a way, is a prayer that we offer up to God together as a community. God, this is what we desire to see for us, not just individually, but for us as a community. Jesus desires to help us grow and heal by showing up, being present, and helping us make sense of God, ourselves, and scriptures. And sometimes Jesus shows up through the people in our lives, through community. Do you recognize when Jesus shows up? Are you ready for burning heart moments in 2023? Will you tell Jesus, stay with me, stay with us? We want more of you. We want to hear more, see more, understand more. More of you, Lord, in 2023. Is that your desire? Will we be a community that seeks out Jesus as we walk one another towards growth and wholeness in Christ? Will you pray with me? God of new beginnings, God who walks with us, we thank you for a new year, a new day, for breath of life, for your spirit that moves in us, not just within us, but amongst us. And God, as a community, we commit our desires, our hopes, our wishes, all the secret prayers in our hearts to you. God, you see us. You see us through and through. And God, we want to see you. 
We want to know you more. We want to love you more. We want to understand more. And so this year, as we embark on a new journey together, God, will you walk with us as we walk one another towards growth and wholeness? Will you teach us, guide us, lead us in the way ahead as we commit ourselves and one another into your loving hands? As we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So at this first meal at the Lord's table this year, I think Christ invites us to an experience that is intimate, that is intentional. So I think an invitation here is perhaps taking a moment, just maybe closing your eyes very briefly, taking a deep breath and really just settling in into something comfortable, knowing that we are fully alive, fully present in this moment. We gather each Sunday at this table, even though at this time we are not all physically together. The table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries and at FCC we celebrate an open table. This means you do not have to meet any criteria, you do not have to be a member of FCC, you do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. We are your people, God, called together in your love. We are your children, Mother, called around the table of your word. We are your disciples, Lord, called to praise and give you thanks. All together... We thank you, good and gracious God, for calling us to be your people, for giving us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hands to touch and bless our world. Even as your people, God, we are separated from ourselves, each other, and you, the creator of life. Let us confess our brokenness. As people caught in our tradition, we confess, we confess that we have helped perpetuate systems that deny the dignity and sacred worth of all sorts and conditions of persons. We have paid lip service to equality. Our lives are based on discrimination of the other. We have been our own worst enemies. We have failed ourselves, others, and we have failed you, God. Moved by your power, we accuse ourselves because we have not allowed you to form us as a new people. We confess our sin and we pledge to work for reconciliation with one another. We thank you, gracious God, for forgiveness and the chance to start again. We thank you, gracious God, for the gift of your Spirit given to us in Jesus, in whom we are freed from the past and its oppression, in whom the gift is complete. Gracious God, you are the mother of creation and the father of all life. We are gathered as your people to thank you for your blessings, to receive your mercy and forgiveness. 
and to remember how Jesus died for us, accepting death to show His love for us and you. We remember how Jesus came to us, becoming one of us, born like us, of flesh and blood and bone, a fully human person like us in all things but sin. We remember how, on the night before Jesus died, He gathered with His friends for one last meal. Siblings, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. The person who aligns with me hungers no more ever. Anyone eating this bread will not die ever. This is my body broken for you. Take, eat, remember me. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. When you are joined with me and I with you, the harvest is sure to be abundant. I love you as I have been loved. Abide in my love. This is my blood shed for you. Take, drink, remember me. the stewards come forward to distribute the elements.
all together. Jesus, you are always present in our midst. You come to us simply, lovingly, humbly, in word and sacrament, in this bread and wine, and in the love we share with one another. Let us eat and drink of this bread and wine, remembering Jesus, his teaching, his life, his suffering, his death, and his rising to new life. Please rise if you are willing and able and join me in the prayer of communion. Gracious and loving God, you have made us one in the body of Christ and nourished us at your table with holy food and drink. Thank, Thank you, you for, for feeding our, our hunger and, and relieving our thirst. With, with deep gratitude, we offer you our lives, our love, ourselves, gathered in Jesus by your life-giving Spirit. May we become a new people, wholly pleasing to you, a people giving glory to your name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you and welcome home once again. It's still good morning. And welcome to Free Community Church, our Sunday service. For those who are new with us, all right, uh, we are free, F-R-E-E, -E, because first, realize everyone's equal. That's our motto, right? That's the abbreviation for our free. So, right, I'd like to thank um, Pauline for the first sermon of the year, all right, in giving us burning hearts and not heartburns, uh, because, all right, burning hearts, to sustain us to walk as a community together in the coming year, and for Daryl for leading us to communion, the first communion, all right, as a community. So welcome home once again, all right. For those who are uh, first time or fairly new joining us online or on site, all right, like to share with you our this very uh, famous uh, link, fcc.ly, not no more la. This this year is fcc.ly slash welcome, all right. Uh, you can scan the QR code or just simply go to this URL, right, to fill up the form so that we can actually know you better, serve, out, serve you better, reach out to you, all right? And if you'd like to get to know us a lot better, right, and you have questions, you have some airtime with the pastors, with our members of the church, all right, come to our newcomers meeting on the 29th um, of January, all right, after service. If you have more questions, you can reach out to us at free, info at freecommonchurch.org. Alright, so look forward to seeing um, those newcomers or, or joining us online. Oh, look back, right, before we go into this, this is very important. May I invite the congregation, our brothers and sisters, everyone, siblings, give yourself and the community a round of applause. Alright, this is an update in terms of our received for 2022, alright. So for the general fund, we have hit a target of 106.4%, alright. Praise the Lord. And for our building fund, we actually achieved 120.3%. All 
Alright, this is very significant to all of us. As you know, right, maybe some of us who are really servicing our housing loans and everything, we know that now the interest rate has gone up. And us receiving more of your giving, your love, helps us to really pay off a lot um, more of the mortgage so that we don't, you know, like this financial prudence as a community. Alright, so this is really the collective work of all of us. This is your love. This made possible for those of you who are joining us in Singapore, beyond, on-site, online, um, week in, week out, you know, like your, your faithful giving. So thank you very much for that. Right. So, I'd like to continue the good work, right? Let's build on this success for, and this is really not just like, oh, because I generally give our, our co-hosts, but rather, it's really let's continue our faith in God, in God's love in providing for us and sustaining us. All right? So invite all of us to continue to exercise our faith, all right? to see giving as the spiritual practice. So here we continue to worship God through our giving and our offering. Uh, again, there are two pockets of fund. The pockets of fund, one will be a general fund that goes down to the operation, the non-building aspect. Right? So such as like this year, we want to initiate some of the renovation. All right? We want to put in things that helps the community, um, such as like preparing the workshops, preparing also materials and the retreats that we will be planning. And of course, like some of, some of the uh, things will be improving, like, such as our hardware, right? To bring more, um, bring our service to more people. And for the building fund, and we mentioned earlier. So, um, you can scan the QR code or if you are, go, you are paying by uh, giving or offering by a credit card, go to freecomchurch.give.asia. There's a small percentage uh, there of the platform fee that will be charged. So while we prepare our hearts while giving, all right, and those who are you who are giving physically, like dropping check or cash, all right, later on, uh, don't have to worry first. All right, at the end of the prayer, we'll invite our students to come forward to receive our offering. So let us come together as a community to give thanks to our gracious and loving God. All loving God, the one who came down to us in flesh and bone and blood, walking with us, beside us, experiencing our joy, our fears, our suffering, our hopes. Thank you. Thank you for walking with us in our lives. In the past year, we have received great blessings from you, God. And in this coming year as a community and as individuals, we come together, walking together, walking with you. We thank you, Lord, for being in our lives. Continue to pour down your spirit into our hearts. Set it ablaze, Lord. May the fire of your Holy Spirit flame the flames of love within us. And as we continue walking, together as a community in this coming year and the years ahead. Bless us greatly. Bless my siblings, Lord, each and every one of us here and those joining us online. With sustenance, the food for the journey, right, that comes in the form of community, friends, all faith and comfort and our material blessings so that we can do your good work together with you and realize shalom in this world. In Jesus' name and all of God's people say, Amen. Alright, I'd like to invite our stewards to come forward.
to receive the offering for those who are giving uh, physically. You can just raise your hand, our stewards will come to you. So announcement section, right? A look back. Last week, we, we had our Christmas service. And before we, we, we talk about what were the, some good things that came out of the, we, got, we gathered the good fruits that we bear from our Christmas service, I'd like to invite all of us on-site, online, you know, right, well, re- encouragement right, to our team, right, the production team and volunteers who really made all these things possible because that, on that very day, right, there was 200, over 50, uh, 250 people, right, two services, right? So may I invite all of us to give them a round of applause? Really, there was really, since COVID started, we have not had such a big service, all right? And for the first time, we actually had a bilingual service, two services within a day, all right, and the good the good fruits that were bear, right? Really, it's not just about like some of us think like you know, a year end report ROI or things. It's not. If we really look at that, right, two hundred fifty attendees on site. That is really two hundred fifty lives you have touching, and people that will encounter them. You are transforming their hearts, and people who are online, one thousand eight hundred plus online attendees. All right, and they are reaching out in Singapore and beyond. They need to hear the message of God's love, love His love for them, God's love for them, all right? The radical inclusion, right, that God is calling each and every one of us to. So, we want to continue to really let whatever that we have done, right, bear good fruits, share out you know, God's message of love to those who are around us who needs it, you know, in the dark corners of the society. So, please go to fcc.org. Lee, L-I, slash Christmas, X-M-A-S, 2-2, all right, to access the video and you can share this link out to your friends, your Telegram and WhatsApp group. You know, just reach out to, to friends who actually need to hear the message of love. So really thank you everyone once again, right, for making this happen as a community. Next. So as we look back and then we look forward, as uh, Pauline has mentioned, this year is FCC's our church 20th anniversary, and we are preparing a coffee table book. And so we're going to be calling for a town hall meeting, right, so that we can come together for all of you who are involved, interested, or um, just want to know, like, hey, where is this, where is this heading? Where are, where are we at now? Come for our town hall meeting, right, really coming as a community, as we mentioned before. And this is part of improving our church communication so that you don't think, like, mm, I know that this project is going on, but I, I, I don't really know what's happening. So come for this town meeting on the 8th of January, all right, next week. After the service, we will have a 30-minute session whereby I give you updates on where we are at, where are the stories being collected, you know, what are some ideas and plans we have for the book. And then also you can explore what are the more things that the community can come together to serve or to give to, um, the, you know, your, of yourself into this project. So look forward to seeing everyone on, for the town hall meeting. It will be on-site, 30-minute session after the service. Next, we are still calling for welcome volunteers. This is a new year. We are expecting more and more people coming back to our on-site service as our worship team are also looking at ramping up. You know, like we are calling for recruit, uh, recruiting so that we can have more live service, live worship services. So as that happens, we will need more active volunteers who help welcome Welcome those who have reached out, right? For example, as you can see, those who are watching online, 1,800 over. We'll have more people coming in and we want to prepare ourselves as a community so that, you know, 
we share the load in this family also, right? So we have our work, worship, our welcome team has been working really very hard, all right? And many of them, right, some of them are also in their professional life, they are working at nurses and shift work and things like that, but they still show up. So that is the love that they have. So I hope their love rubs off to you, in you, right? Um, so that you can continue to, you know, maybe I can try to reach out and expand myself and grow, grow beyond my, my boundaries, my comfort zone to become more welcoming. So if you are looking at that area of growth, you know, to step out, you know, I'm a bit shy, I want to be more welcoming, I want to practice hospitality, you can join the welcome team, all right? There will be training given, you know, won't be, won't, you'll, be have, uh, you'll have shadowing, so you don't have to worry that uh, I don't know how to welcome people, uh, I, I better don't go. But if you have a willing heart, just contact Sean, all right, our ministry leader at his contact number or email info at freecomchurch.org and the uh, ministry leader will reach out to you. Next, lunch khakis. This will be the last announcement for the day. Lunch khaki this week will be Lexi and Angela. So lunch khaki is a ministry that uh, uh, we have put in place to make this space a welcoming space right, for those who are uh, newly joining us or you may be, uh, may be coming to the on-site service alone. Right, don't feel shy. We have trained like um, I won't. I say shepherds, but not shepherds dog. <laughs> yeah, so lunch professionals, right, to accompany you to make this a, a good space. Right, so have appropriate conversations and ready to be you know like your help desk or right, or con- concierge for the for the for the church. So the uh. If you, are, you want to look for our lunch khakis, uh, Lexi is today serving as our visual presenter up in the hive today. All right, but uh, she will be at the back of the church at the end of the service, all right, together with Angela also. So thank you, everyone. Last but not least, before we go to our benediction, all right, so, do you remember that you know, were supposed to do something in December? Because we have all like celebrating our Christmas, preparing this and that. We actually want to celebrate the birthday of our December babies. Let's welcome our December babies. Her name's up there, alright? Before I go for benediction, I'd like to invite Pauline to come forward to pray for our December babies. Thanks, Jimmy. So, you see, we have a lot of December babies, right? So, I want to make sure our December babies don't feel neglected, right? Because December tends to be a very busy month for everybody. Okay, so, we, so on the first day of the new year, let's pray for our December baby siblings, okay? Uh, if your name doesn't appear there, please don't feel left out. Uh, some of you may be celebrating a birthday, we'll still pray for you. Uh, the names up there are those people who are currently our members. Uh, that's why we have record, okay? So, um, but we want to pray for everybody uh, regardless. Right. Will you join me in prayer as we pray for our siblings? Dear God, we thank you for the gift of life, the gift of your breath in us. And God, we thank you for our siblings and for each dear one uh, who, is cel- who was celebra- celebrating their birthdays in December, who are celebrating the gift of life, of how God, you have been working in their lives. And so God, we thank you for each one of them those whose names are up there, as well as those whose names you may may not know, who may be attending service online, on-site, and all of our loved ones who are celebrating birthdays in December. That God, you will continue to walk with each one. That your grace and your mercy, your joy and your hope, that your love will pour over their lives. That even in this new year, that they'll experience you anew. That they will 
receive the greatest gift of your presence, of your wisdom, of your grace in their lives. That even as they go out in this world, that they may be a blessing to others as well. We pray that as a community, that we'll learn to love each other more, that we'll learn to cherish the gifts of each person and how the gift of each life is such a tremendous gift for us. And so God, we commit our, all of our siblings into your hands. We thank you for your love for them. We pray that you teach us to love them as you love them. And so God, we thank you for this time. We um, ask and commit them to you as we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And now, uh, will you rise in body or in spirit for the benediction? God, you show up and you walk with us through all of time, through every period, through every time in history, God, you have been walking with your people. And so God, today, on this first day of a new year, we recommit our hearts and our lives to you. We ask that God, you'll help us to be people who will walk each other, who will watch over one another, not just those in our community, but those outside of our community, those especially who are in need of you. God, help us to walk each other. And we know that, God, you will walk with us as we do so. May our hearts continue to burn for you. May our lives continue to be lived for you, even as you give us each day and each new breath. So now go. Go as God's people who will walk each other home and that through your lives, others may know God's love and grace in you and through you. Go and may our God of Shalom go with you now and always. Amen. Thank you for joining us for service this very first Sunday of the year. Go and be blessed. And may God go with you, not just today, not just this week, but throughout this new year. Amen.